All right, everybody. Good morning. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Team Capsules, and we are in the AFC East. And uh, Wiz, this one is the New England Patriots. Yeah, interesting. Taking place in New England Patriots, where there doesn't seem to be a named offensive coordinator. Um, you may have some guys who have been known for defense over the years, including uh, Bill Belichick himself, that may be calling the plays. Uh, I'm not quite sure what that's going to look like. Losing Josh McDaniels, I think, was probably a tougher loss for Mac Jones than for the organization. Um, but I like Mac Jones. Um Last year, 3,800 yards, um, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions as a rookie. Um, he, he starts off where I really like a quarterback, especially a young quarterback, where he could process defense, understands plays. And I think that's only going to improve um, this year. And I, I feel that, you know, Mac Jones is one of these guys where, you know, people look at him and say, ah, you know, he's a game manager. I don't think that's the case. Um, I think he's has a chance to improve in arm strength. Anytime you start off with the ability to understand what defenses are doing at such a young age, uh, it really helps you with the processing. So I like Mac Jones. Um, and, I have no problem in a league where you're playing a super flex, having him as my second quarterback. And uh, I have no problem with him being my second quarterback, even in a one quarterback league where he would be a bi-week starter or an emergency starter. Uh, I just really like the player and his understanding of the game, I think, goes a long way. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement there. Uh, I think there were probably some kid gloves on him last year at times. Uh, let's not forget there was a game where he attempted two passes. Uh, so certainly in that game when the Howling wins in Buffalo, uh, as we remember that game, uh, this is a rookie quarterback with a 92 and a half quarterback rating, which is really solid. You know, as you mentioned, 22-13 in terms of uh, touchdowns versus interceptions. And you know, Wiz, I know he was the quarterback that you really liked coming out of last year's draft. And you look at his record as a starting quarterback. He was 10 and 7. All those other rookies combined 9 and 33. So uh, Mac Jones proved himself to, to a great extent last year. I think he'll do it even further so this year. He, he will develop. Uh, I, I, am I mistaken, Liz? I, th- I think Bill O'Brien is back in the fold as well on this coaching staff. Um, he, he was once a part of Bill Belichick's coaching staff, a guy that I've kind of uh, knocked over the head quite a few times on this podcast, but I think he's back in the fold as well. I even hold, I think Matt Patricia might even be back. Um, so no, Matt Patricia definitely is there. Yeah. yeah so yeah, they they brought the old gang back. We'll we'll see how that plays, but uh, I, there's a lot to like about Mac Jones. I'll just say that. Yeah, and uh, I guess the big question is if something would happen to Mac Jones, what's behind them? Because they did draft another quarterback in uh, Bailey Zapp, and they still have Brian Hoyer, who seems like he's been a backup quarterback in the NFL for 25 years now. Yeah, I think similar to Skylar Thompson getting in there if something happened to. Two, I believe that Belly Zappi is is one of these guys that threw the ball all over the place, uh, and I like him. And you know, not that he's going to unseat Mac Jones, but I think he would uh, get an opportunity because we kind of seen the Brian Hoyer show for a long, long time, and I think it's uh, time for a new some new blood in there if something would happen to Mac Jones. But uh, yeah, I'm looking at this running back depth chart for the Patriots. I love this depth chart. Um, love it. They have. Not only are they good players, not only are they 
run downhill, run with a purpose. Uh, they're young players. When you look at Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson and Pierre Strong specifically, um, those are three young players. And there's a lot to like about it. The problem in terms of fantasy for Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson and Pierre Strong is the other guys <laughs> kind of takes away the value where you feel it would almost have to take an unfortunate situation for one of the players <clears throat> for the other guy to emerge because I just don't see one of those guys getting 27 carries and the other two guys getting like five carries and three carries respectively. I think they're going to want to play that ground and pound game a little bit too. And uh, they have the weapons to do so. So while I like them, I like their ability. I like the way they run. Um, and I like certainly their age. Um, I just feel they kind of take away value from each other. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's interesting. I, I didn't think – so it's funny. The year before when Cam Newton was running this team, I think they had next to no touchdowns from the running back position. And that obviously all changed last year where Damian Harris became a major factor on the goal line. Actually, probably the – if not the most successful, definitely top three in the NFL uh, of converting short, short, uh, short touchdown runs uh, near the goal line. He had 15 touchdowns, and you saw very little drop off when Stevenson was on the field. Uh, in fact, both of those guys both averaged 4.6 yards per carry. It's a solid offensive line. You mentioned the drafting is strong. We know James White is still kind of hanging around, coming back from an injury. Um, but yeah, I, this is a team that's going to want to run the football. This is stylistically what what they want to do still. Um, you know, like I said, we may see Mac Jones take a little bit of a step up in terms of extending the ball down the field a little bit more, but the, the Patriots are who they are, and this team wants wants to run it, and they can run it, and that's the important ingredient. But from a fantasy perspective, it's always tricky. And by the way, what else is tricky when you have a Patriots running back, and you and I both know this, uh, when, when a guy fumbles, that's... <laughs> It's a complete disaster in terms of trying to figure out what's going to do, how long that player is going to remain in the, in the doghouse. Oh, yeah. If you have a crucial fumble for New England, you, you could go from being at the top of the running back depth chart to being, you know, handing out towels the next week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, it's, 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 you know, it's, 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 it's ridiculous, but there's a lot to like there. And I think the Patriots really like their running backs. And I think they've drafted well at running back. Conversely, Moving to wide receiver, they've made one horrible draft pick after the next at the position. And when I'm looking at this position, yeah, Devontae Parker maybe fired up the two games he plays against the Dolphins. I'm not thrilled with Taekwon Thornton. That was a, a really, really long reach where the Patriots drafted him. And they've done this um, before, Wiz. They've done this before. Yeah, when you look at the depth chart, you see it right smack in front of you. You see Nikhil Harry down further down the depth chart. Um, you can see that. But, um, you know, Kendrick Bourne is a good third down receiver. But Jacoby Myers may be the guy that... I don't know how many people would guess that he caught 83 passes last year. He catches um, he catches everything was. He catches he everything. He catches everything and he kind of runs the routes that 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 Mac Jones likes to throw. So, um I kind of, you know, like Jacoby Myers is kind of like a really maybe under the radar depth chart type of guy at, at wide receiver in terms of depth chart on your fantasy team. Um when you're looking at the wide receiver position, is there anyone you're drafting in terms of using him as a starter? And I'm going to even include 
Jacoby Myers in that list. Yeah, you know, I did it last year. I felt very comfortable each and every game in, in a league that I ended up winning the championship and putting putting Jacoby Myers in because you can count on him almost, you know, every week for like five for 50. Um, and, and, you know, last year he only scored two touchdowns. I think he threw for one, actually, because he used to be a high school quarterback. Uh, but he, he's not going to get the eight touchdowns. But nonetheless, he's a very consistent performer, especially if you're in PPR leagues. Yeah, and moving to the tight end, I think this is really where Mac Jones has his favorite target um, in Hunter Henry. And I don't want to seem like, you know, I'm contradicting myself where we talked about, you know, how much, you know, Dawson Knox is going to be difficult to repeat, uh, where he caught like around 50 passes. And he had a lot of touchdowns, nine. Hunter Henry had almost exactly the same stats. The difference is, in my opinion, while the Dolphins now with Tyreek, I mean, the difference really is with Buffalo, there being a lot more options to throw the ball to. I feel especially when they get down the red zone, he is looking for Henry. He wants to throw the ball to Henry. And I think 75 targets, 50 catches, I think both of those numbers could go up. And I would not be surprised, honestly, if Hunter Henry led the tight ends uh, in, in touchdowns this year. I can see him duplicating that because I just think the rapport with a rookie quarterback in his second year is going to get that much better. And I've mentioned this a few times. There's this block of tight ends after the first six or seven that people are looking at. Hunter Henry is right in that mix. And uh, I think he could, I think he has the ability of ceiling in terms of fantasy football is to get closer to that group uh, in the top five or seven at the position, then move out of the tight end one category. So I, I like Hunter Henry and that second year with Mac Jones makes all the, all the sense in the world to me. Let me ask you a question. First of all, Wiz, do you think it's a foregone conclusion that James White makes this roster? Well, it looks like he's not going to start the season uh, with injuries, so we'll we'll see how that plays out. But I know what you're getting at. Um, without James White there, uh, that makes even more, you know, puts more value on Hunter Henry, and I would not disagree with that. Yeah, but and, and, I, and in, in addition, James, in addition, Wiz, remember Brandon Bolden, who actually caught something like 45 balls last year. He's also gone. So I think yeah. I, I think this could be a beneficiary. I don't know. I've heard some – there has been some sprinkles of conversation about Jonu Smith as well, uh, being more involved in the offense this year. But I, I, I'm saying if you take that dimension out, that could add value at, at, for, for what Mac Jones was looking at in terms of Hunter Henry or slash maybe even Jonu Smith a little bit more. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that. And, I, I, yeah, like I said, he's one of those players at tight end that I'm very, very comfortable drafting with, with a lot of upside. So – Moving to the special teams for the Patriots, I don't know what got into Nick Folk last year, but he he was kicking more like Justin Tucker uh, than 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 the Nick Folk of years previous. Uh, and from five to yeah. eight for fifty, yep. thirty one for thirty one uh, inside. I mean, his, his numbers were just fantastic, and it's just a team that kind of wants to kick fuels. They want to play a 2017, 17-13, 23-20 type games. That lends itself to sending Nick Folk out there. And uh, my question to you is, well, we know the Patriots defense, and they're in that you know defense one grouping, certainly top 10, 12 defenses. Uh, 
Are you a believer, Nick Folk, to repeat that? Yeah, I mean, look, the one thing is, he, he for some reason, as good as he was on those field goal attempts, he, he's actually missed eight extra points in the last two years, which is kind of kind of funny to figure out. But I, you know, I think stylistically, the way the offense runs, um, I think you have to consider Nick Folk a, a number one kicker at this point in time for fantasy football purposes. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And, and in terms of the Patriots defense, so you got to play two games against the Bills. You got to play two games against the Dolphins. Um, I mean, while they're probably not a top three defense or one of the first defenses you want to draft, you still certainly put them in that grouping of top 12 where they'll be your starting defense in theory. Yeah, they, they don't have the same patsy offenses that they've been going against, uh, you know, over the years in the AFC East. Uh, I think the one thing that's interesting is they have ranked in the top five, uh, top 10 in takeaways the last four years, uh, and in, out of, in 14 out of 20 years that Belichick has been coaching them. Uh, so, you know, that obviously lends a hand. There has been some turnover. Uh, obviously, they brought in a big name like Judon last year. Uh, Malcolm but- Butler is back in the fold here. So, you know, there's always interchangeable parts. They did lose J.C. Jackson, as we know. So, you know, but they tend to, this is a type of team that just, it's a plug-and-play type of offense, and it seems systematically it just works. It just works. So I still think you have to consider the Patriots a top-12 defense, Wiz. All righty. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets are next. No, oh, I can't wait to talk about a couple of things. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. But, yeah, so that's the wrap-up on the Patriots Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on SoundCloud. And we are on Spotify. So make sure you're subscribing. We'll be right back with the Jets, everybody. Should be a fun one. <laughs>